Tanya for the 8th of Tevis, but first a story. There were Hasidim that were sent to a particular town, and when they arrived there, they said that they're looking for someone called Shmeril. And the people said, in this town, there's no one called Shmeril. And suddenly it occurred to them that maybe these, these venerable um, scholars, students of the Bashem are looking for Shmeril the drunk. And they asked him, they said, listen, there's one man whose name is Shmeril, but he's a drunk. Are you sure this is the person you're looking for? You look like respectable students of the Baal They didn't want to say that they're on a mission to find him. And the Baal was the one that sent them because they realized that this man obviously didn't have a very good reputation. So they said, yeah, if he's the only Shmerel that lives in the city, then he's the one that we want to see. And they told him there's a problem. This man has a serious uh, alcohol problem. He drinks the whole day continuously. You're not going to find him sober. So they said, is there any time that we can find him when he's, you know, somewhat responsive? And they said, yeah. He said, every morning, early in the morning, he puts on his tefillin, he davens until Hoyudu, which is the beginning of Shachris, and then he takes his tefillin off, starts drinking, and that's it for the rest of the day. And so they said, okay. And so they caught him right as he was davening. He was davening with his talus and tefillin on, and he... Well, he was praying properly, and then suddenly he takes his talisman filling off, and he starts heading for the bottom. Quickly, they rush up to him. They have a mission for the Bashem. They tell the, they tell this man. They say, "Listen, the Baal Shem Tov sent us because he says that you're the only one that can pray for rain and stop this drought." So he did it. He stopped. He um, prayed that Hashem sends rain, and then he got upset and he chased the intruders away, and he sat down to drink, and he began to drink. Like a person that, that has an alcohol problem starts to drink. Meanwhile, the students left, and they were very curious about the experience, but they noticed something interesting. As they started heading back towards Mezubosh, the Balshamtev, they started noticing that the clouds started forming. And shortly after, it started pouring rain. So they came to the Balshamtev, and now they didn't have any questions anymore. The only question was, how is it possible that a man who spends his entire life drinking like this could has the power to, to bless such, in such a powerful way? So he, the Bashantav explained, he said, this man was a perfect tzaddik in a previous life. And when he came to Shammai, when he came to heaven, they judged him and they, they ascertained the truth that this man was incredibly great and a, and a, and a person that deserved to go to Gan Eden and, and he was worthy. But the one thing they found that was, you know, not virtuous is that a person of his standing should have been wearing his talus and tefillin when he did the sections before Hoido, before the beginning of the prayer. And so they said, okay, you need to go back down again, fix it up, make yourself com- fully complete. But he said, how do I know in the next time I come down, I'll be able to have the experience of, of being so perfect. Possibly I might start doing sins and make a whole mess of, 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 of you know, the good standing that I have. So they told him like this, they said, we'll make you an alcoholic in your next life. Every morning you'll wake up, you do the first part of davening properly. The rest of the time you'll be an, al- an alcoholic. And that way you won't be able to do any sins, you know, curing any, any issues in your, in your next life. And that's the story. Again, this is not, uh, uh, not condoning or, or encouraging the drinking of alcohol. It's just said, it's a story that there's, the, there's a lesson. So far we're talking about this incredible relationship between Klippas Noiga, which is bright impurity. Again, it's impurity. Fully evil, but at the same time it has the capacity and the ability to transform itself into holiness. Or unfortunately, if a person doesn't um, put himself to check, unholiness as well. And this bright impurity is a little complicated because unlike the black and white paint of holiness and unholiness, 
this gray matter, let's call it, has the ability to become holiness. So it's it's a little more nuanced than the you know the black and white paint of of holiness and, and unholiness. And we explain like this: and if a person has permissible food. And then they eat the permissible food, but they just eat it for gluttonous. They have a good steak because they, well, they like steak. Or they have wine because they like wine. It's not Shabbos. It's not in order to give themselves, you know, a, a width of mind um, in order to be able to learn Torah in, in a greater capacity. It's just, I like wine. I'm, 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 I'm pressing on some wine. And then afterwards they realize, oh no, this wasn't good. So they do Teshuvah and they're only able, they only have to have an, an uncomfortable experience right after they pass away where angels beat them you know, beat, beats him with sticks to kind of like temper that, that slight impurity that remained with him. But other than that, once they do repentance, all that experience of that kosher wine becomes holy now because now that kosher wine has brought them to holiness. We discussed the three levels of impurity and now we're circling back, not about food, but now the discussion is going to be what about um, speech and thought? If th- those things are uh, either neutral or non-holy, where's the standing of that? What about learning mathematics? How, where does that fit in the picture? So now the second category about uh, of 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 you know things that are neutral, let's call it, or the potential to be either unredeemable, evil, or or good. Let's say, for example. <coughs> You have a person, he's ignorant, he has no chance to learn Torah. So it's not like he's wasting Torah potential learning time, but he's just, he's chatting. He's talking about the sports, he's talking about politics, he's talking about things that are nonsense. What about that? What's the status of that? The Zoya talks about the punishment for someone that just has idle chatter. There's nothing evil. He's not talking gossip. We'll talk about that in a moment. But he's he's just talking about the weather. He's talking politics. He's talking about things that people, you know, consider to be deep-minded, but really it's just idle chatter. It's just, it's nothing. Now, what's the status? So says says the Zoya, in that case, what happens is they fling the soul. There's an angel that's on one side of the world and an angel on the other side of the world, and they fling the soul back and forth, back and forth, and that somehow purifies the the soul. There's explanations that I've read doing research trying to work out what this is, and they say that they show the soul the experience, and that's deeply humiliating. You know, once the soul is no longer restricted to the body, and now it understands, you know, the truth of the world, seeing the way it behaves, you know, being played back nowadays, like with a video machine, let's say a video recorder, a computer, it's it's deep, deeply humiliating for the soul. That experience is what we call kafa um, kela. So that's the that's the the, the least um, let's call it um, contentious and the least uh, problematic scenario. What about what if a person sits down and has a good uh, conversation? And he's talking about his friend and he says dreadful things. Oh, you know he did this, and you know he did that, and he's making mockery, and he's making gossip and slander, and all these things that are absolutely forbidden. In that case, what's the status of that? He only spoke. He didn't do anything. He just spoke or he thought it. What's the status of that? Says Alter Rebbe. In that case, having the soul flung around like idle chatter, that's not enough. A person actually needs to go to Gehenna and actually have his soul scrubbed, per se, in order to fix it. 
And now the third category. What about someone who has the ability to learn Torah, but now he's involved in idle chatter? So it's not just that he's um, talking nonsense and that's, you know, that's not good. He ha- he, he's talking nonsense in a time or a place or a scenario or a type of person that could be involved in Torah. He could be learning the Gemara. He decides to close the Gemara. Let me talk about the, the sports or the weather or the politics instead. So now it's 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 further amplified because this person's not just talking idle chatter or forbidden chatter, he's missing out the chance to learn Torah, which is very serious. Additionally, he's missing the chance not just to learn Torah, but he's missing the chance of doing any positive mitzvah. And the the Zoya explains, explains in Kabbalah that a person that has the chance to do a, a mitzvah and doesn't do it, there's a special Gehenim called the Gehenim of Snow. And there's a, and a person that does an actual Avera, not that they miss a chance to do a mitzvah, but they actually eat a pig sandwich, for example, then there's a Gehenim of Fire. So the fire and the snow, different types of Gehenim, are for whether a person actually does an Avera or a person um, has an opportunity to do a mitzvah. He has an opportunity to do tefillin. He doesn't do tefillin. Well, that's very serious too. In the case of Torah, Missing the chance to do Torah is very serious. And the, that, that Hashem puts punishments on people for not doing that. And additionally, he has a chance to do a mitzvah. He didn't do the mitzvah of learning Torah. That's very serious. The says something really interesting. He says, when it comes to talking about the politics, talking about the weather, no one needs to be clever. People, you know, take deep moments of introspection and then say their political opinion, but it's not really wise. It's not really wisdom. It's for the most part complete nonsense. You don't need to be wise. You don't tap into your intellectual resources to talk idle chatter. It's idle. It's, it's, you know, you're sitting there, you're schmoozing, you're just chatting. You're not, you're only making, creating damage to a very limited amount of your soul capacity. But when a person learns, for example, um, um, intelligence of, intelligence related wisdom that's not Torah and has no Torah purpose, he learns mathematics or he learns astrology or, you know, he learns then even worse, um, you know, wisdom connected to Avodah Zarah, idol worship. But even if it's not that, he just learns wisdom that's not Torah. What he's doing, what he's doing is he's investing his soul capacity into this knowledge. His brain is now invested. Oh, what's the answer to the deep mathematical question? Why is he learning the math? He has no chance. I say there are times when math is permitted. But if he's just learning for the sake of it, eh, this is curious. Let me learn some math, and he's investing his mind deeply into it. What he's doing is, he's not just doing idle time, and not just learning things that are forbidden, and not just utilizing time that could be used for Torah, but he's also investing his thought speech, his, his capacities of his brain, of the soul power of his brain, into something that's evil. Now, Sarah says, that's terrific. Now, math, now I person might say, oh, math is completely forbidden, coding, computer coding is completely forbidden, all this wisdom that's not inside Torah is completely forbidden. The answer is no. 
So, in the case of evil, I just said this outside. In the case of evil, he's invest in, um, evil knowledge. What he's doing is, or non-terror knowledge, he's investing his his capacities of his soul, his intelligence of his soul, into this knowledge, which is really bad. But the Alter says, "El im kain oisa oisan kardu lachta b'hem kedahainu kedeli spinus b'hem berevach la'avad Hashem." Says the Alter Rebbe, if a person is utilizing this information in order to make a living, or even to make a greater living, he's able to make a living. The Rebbe has a note on this, and the Rebbe says, if a person is able to make a little bit better of a living by learning some science or learning some math or whatever it is, in that case, it's completely different. So long as it's permissible, not everything is permissible to learn. But so long as it's permissible, he's learning mathematics in order to, you know, now he can get, you know, $300,000 a year. And he says, well, if I learn this mathematics, you know, I'll, my job will be worth more. I get 400000 Fantastic. Go learn it. But just stum, just to learn it in order to, you know, have a good time and just understand knowledge. Well, why are you doing it? Go learn Taya. Don't waste your time. Don't inject your brain powers into this information. Or another, another motive a person might have to learn um, um, secular knowledge would be or a person who wants to know this information in order to serve Hashem or in order to learn Torah. Let's say, for example, a person says, "Well, I want to understand the um, astrology in order to understand, the, you know, when Rish Chodesh is and how it all works—the sun, the moon, the earth—and you know, there's, there's the Greeks have fantastic understanding of this knowledge. The Jewish people lost it because Shevet um, Yisachar, you know, we didn't have the tradition from them anymore." Okay, now you want to learn it. Oh, go ahead. Go learn it. But that's because it's, it's now it's a tool for Torah. This is the reason why the Rambam and the Ramban, they involve themselves in this wisdom because the Rambam and the Ramban wanted to utilize this information in their Torah study. So they used it. Thank you so much for joining the Tiny Tiny Zillion. This is Shishrama Yabhan Mishon and Sophie's Hash. I wish you said Shulman Kamanyo and Fushin of Raman Hamish Bassia Step. So, Haraman Shabbos Rekel, Hamish Bakhvel, Lenabalat and Nazi Jewish Lima. I want one very successful day. Thank you so much for joining.